previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. We begin on the campus of the Arkshine. The four of you are all students, and it is the first day of your last year at the Arkshine. My character is Milo Yishathris, a Kender druid of wildfire magic. I am Thadward Castellan, a.k.a. The Wall, a tortle gunslinger. I played first name Dixon, last name Cider. I'm a blood hunter, 250-pound dragonborn. I'm going to play Manfred McQuaid, an artificer, big, strong elephant man. I am Dean Teblin Doval. You will notice that there is a posting of your study groups. Hey, nerd. <laughs> Ooh, like me? we're in a group together. <laughs> And I guess I'm in a group with you two. As I flip him the bird. Magic has been, you know, a bit iffy. Every class that you've had, you have always been given what we call a surge. That will give you the magical energy that you need in order to cast your spells. This is the year when you're going to learn how to make them for yourselves. At the end of the year, your final exam is going to be very tricky. Students have died during the final exam. Dean Price walks up to you and says, What we are going to do today is we are going to capture the wormling and grab a scale so that you can add it to your surge. I'll just walk outside and yell, Hey, we just need one scale and we'll all leave. The brass wormling plucks one of the scales off and drops it into your hand, Milo. And then somebody says, My name's Nora. Quid like, dorms. Nice. Are, are you in 6B? Gosh, I hope nothing happens to you guys this year. 6B was the room where three of the four in the study group died during the final exam. What happened to the fourth one? He kind of went crazy. Let's see, I just laying in bed, raking a hand axe over his scales. As you're laying there, the bunk above you, you notice scratched into the wood, we are the surge. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. Well... We used all the jokes in yeah, the recap. Yeah, we used too many jokes in the recap. So, I guess I don't have a joke for today, but just want you to know I'm all chubbed up to be here. Brad Richards. So you know how guys have big dick energy? Well, while I was walking out of get-go after I got my free beverage from this, uh, you know, fine woman running the establishment, I had an epiphany. I said, I figured out the female equivalent. It's called TPE. It's tight pussy energy. TPE. <laughs> Good job. Can't wait for that to catch on on a Reddit. And you know who in this group does have TPE? Matt Smith. Oh, oh, oh I just gave oh, myself wow. a concussion. Oh, oh my goodness. All right. Well, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm gonna be fired. the bigger man. The uh, you're not gonna engage with the man. I'm not gonna engage with that. <laughs> Some players He's like searching. using pre-made <laughs> templates for who they're gonna play as, but not me. I like to make them from scratch because it builds character. He was really searching for that one. <laughs> I liked it, Matt. 
And uh, last but not least, we have Brad Renfro. I'll be about as clean as my addiction to soap. <laughs> well, that whole fresh start for season two really went out the window. <laughs> oh, it's, it's nice and fresh. Keeping it clean. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, me and you <laughs> had the same type of energy. These the rest two, of us were appropriate. <laughs> these two nutsacks came over here with some family-friendly PG Hey, I bullshit. was family-friendly PG. It all started from his intro. I just said I was all chubbed up to be here. He was the one who brought the intro out, <laughs> throwing out the acronyms and oh, shit. Oh, yeah, you just can't resist his intros, can you? When he gives me a good acronym to, to fucking roll with, I have to. Paul's throwing out acronyms with these surges and shit. You're throwing out TPEs and BDEs. And yeah, I'm not going to lie. The BDSM. most sensual word we've probably said has been surges, Paul. <laughs> That's true. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if we keep going with all of these acronyms, who knows? Maybe I'll throw in a TPK. Hey. Do what you want. What does TPK stand for? Total party kill. Is that really what that means? Yes. Yes. Man, that's and uh, up. a TPK could happen on our Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast. When we all kill ourselves from that intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. That was probably one of the best segues that I've had in a long time. I'm actually going to play with scissors as I sprint downstairs. <laughs> I gave you a softball pitch on that one, Paul, and of course you took it, which... You have to, but, like, at the same time, like, just disappointed. I'm not upset. <laughs> just disappointed. <laughs> it was marginally better. <laughs> okay. Well, what I would like you guys to do is, uh, real quick, because we are starting a new season, uh, we've got all new characters, let's go ahead and just real quick tell us your character name, what you're playing, and a brief physical description if you want. And your favorite subject in school. I guess I'll kick it off. Um, I am Thadward Castellan. I'm a tortle fighter gunslinger subclass. I am the athlete of the group. Whoa, hold on. Not the only one here. The, the <laughs> definitive athlete of the group. The wall. The wall. <laughs> As captain of the whatever the fuck we call our sport team. Pyroball or something? Pyrocross. Ah, nuts, I was close. They call it PAX for short. <laughs> Yet I wear my pyrocross pennies. I remember that now. The wall. The wall. <laughs> and, uh, Isn't that like... <laughs> bring it all there you go. I, I thought like when you walk in the room, you're like, the wall is here. Like, <laughs> didn't you do that or something already? Like, I... Didn't you cool it? No, we didn't cool it, man, yet. You're gonna have to. That cool was like it. when Whoa. we were when we were in combat. I devolved into the wall, and then afterwards, I I regained my composure. Yeah, right. Do you do you speak about yourself in third person? The wall! <laughs> Only when the wall speaks about yeah. himself in third person, but uh, <laughs> your actual character doesn't. Already, what was your name again? Fat word. Oh yeah, the wall. That's right. Oh, that's uh, it's about all that's important. All right, so my character goes by the name Manfred McQuaid. A.K.A. Manny, A.K.A. The Ivory Alchemist. Um, I am a Loxodon, which means I'm an elephant man. Shut the fuck up. Go back to what you said about two sentences ago. My name? The one after that. Manfred McQuaid. Where'd you start this full meta alchemist giving yourself up? Manny, The Ivory (laughs) Alchemist. That's what I'm known as. (laughs) Who the fuck calls you that? This Uh, FMA nonsense you go gone here. 
You're in school to be an alchemist. You're not an alchemist. Yeah, and that's yet. that's like the the title that <clears throat> like that I that was given to me. But anyways, <laughs> by who? Your mom when you fell and scraped your knee? Might may, maybe I don't know. They just said, oh, I, you're gonna be a great ivory alchemist one day. I don't know why she sounds like fucking Edna, but all right. That's my mother's name Edna that you've assigned Mold. to me. <laughs> thanks. Edna Mold. Thanks, thanks. Um, so yeah, Loxon, Elephant Man, um, playing an artificer. And uh, I, I guess as far as as far as the looks of myself, uh, did I write down like my height and shit? I know I'm a large, I'm a large Elephant Man. Okay. Uh, as far as kind of what I wear and what I do is I pretty much just wear like a tracksuit, sweatpants jacket socks and some slides all with the hammer swoosh on them and yeah i guess those are some of the cliff notes sounds great who's next which of the brads i'll go first my name will be milo yishathris will be why are you why are you speaking in future tense he likes to speak in future tense i'm speaking in other dimensional tense would you rather him speak gibberish because i would love to hear that shit i'm gonna be a kender which is basically just a magical halfling, and I will be a druid of wildfire. So I am here to hang out with my little wildfire spirit. And what's your wild spirit's name? Did I name him? I didn't think I did. You did. Hmm. Name's Flamer. Reggie. Reginald P. Flamebottom. Oh, I named him Toby after a paranormal activity ghost. Oh, yeah, that's right, Toby. The ghost is named Toby? In like the fourth one or something. I ain't never seen any of them. And what do you look like, briefly? He can take the form of whatever I like, but no, I like decided... you, as in Milo. Or what will he look like, to be more accurate? Yeah. <laughs> what will <laughs> Milo look like? In other world tense. Be a man. <laughs> I'm just a small dude, so that's all I have to say about that. All right, that leaves Dixon. Yep, Dixon Cider. So... My guy is a blood hunter, dragonborn. He's a topaz dragonborn. That means he's blue, lottie dee, lottie da. I will beat off a guy. guy. I will beat off, off a guy. guy. Um, Ching, show me head. Um, uh, <laughs> he's a sensitive young man. He listens to fuck. What was the band called? My apothecary, thy yeah. apothecary <laughs> courtship or some shit. Whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> He it's one of the many bands. Yeah, one of the many bands. But that's I think that's his favorite. Um, no one understands him. His parents sure don't. His teachers definitely don't. And these new people that he has friends, you know, he thinks they're a bunch of asshats. But you know, well, he's right. He's that's right. <laughs> but yeah, he's a bigger than average emo person, I suppose. He still plays. Am I on the Pax team? I don't remember. Do I pack it in the Pyrax team? I believe we yes. Pax. Pyracross, Pyrax. Pyrax, I'm calling no, it No, you're not, you're not on the team. I guess that's one thing about myself is I am also on the team with good old Thad Word, but you're not on the team. You you just sit in corners and play with razors. No, I don't think I'm on the team, but I, you know, I'm not your average You email. can try out next, next season. If I survive that long. I guess we're in our senior year. Correct. It's a fall sport, so you got time. <laughs> it's a fall sport. You got time. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for recapping your characters. 
Before we go ahead and get started with today's episode, let me go ahead and recap to our listeners exactly what they need to know and what happened in the pilot episode. So the four of you all started your senior year at the Arkshine, and you were brought into the auditorium of the library, and there's a massive statue there, and the Dean of Chromathar, uh, her name is Teblin Doval, gave you some instructions on the fact that you would be put into groups this year in order to prepare for your senior evaluation. She also lets you know that last year, uh, several students died, and they're working their best to make sure that that doesn't happen again. But your first task as a group was to go out to the Magical Animal Menagerie and talk to Maylor Price. He gave you the instructions to catch a piece of a magical creature, and that would be used in your magical batteries, which are called surges. So you went off and you wound up talking to the wormlings that you had to attack instead of actually attacking them. And because of that, the wormlings just gave you a scale and went off. Then you guys went up to your dorm to rest and recuperate. And that's when you found out that not only did students die last semester, but you are staying in the room of the group that died. Apparently, one of the people that survived went crazy, and evidence of that was left on the bed frame where Dixon is sleeping, and the message said, We are the Surge. And we'll pick up there. So you guys wake up in the morning as uh, the bells of the Arkshine start chiming, and there's a knock at your door. I guess I'll answer it. <laughs> I was going to say, I... I was already awake because uh, Dixon here talks in his sleep, and it is not pleasant to listen to. <laughs> what was he saying in sleep? <laughs> it was all intraconic. It just sounded like an exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there's the no, no chance I'm answering the door, because by the time somebody knocks for the elephant to get off the top bunk and get down would definitely be, be havoc, so... <laughs> Milo, it's all, all for you to say, answer It's going to take me about 20 minutes just to flip over. Yeah, I got I to gotta help, help roll you. I'm used to it. So, I, so, yeah, I run over to the door. I open it up. You just see my bloodshot eyes and just, hello? I'm all coked out, man. <laughs> At the door is Nora, the female of Asiatic heritage that had let you know last night or the previous night about room 6B, which is your room, and how the previous tenants had died last year. She says, hey, you guys aren't up yet? Like, come on, you gotta get ready. We, we've got to meet Dean Doval downstairs, and she's going to give out our class assignments for the day. Oh, yeah, well, okay, I'll, uh, I'll go wake everybody else up then, and we'll be downstairs. Alright, better hurry up. Uh-huh, yeah. And I just slowly close the door, and then <laughs> who's, wait, I guess I go over and wake up. What's your name? Thad? Thad. Thad. And I wake up Thad. Which would just be, I guess, he would feel tugging on his bed sheets. <laughs> just, hey, we gotta get up. We're gonna be late. You hear just intense struggling <laughs> as I try to lift myself. And then I, I get awoken by the intense struggling, <laughs> as it's a familiar sound to me, from... 
uh, some of the summer training camps that we've had to be in for Pyrax before. Um, and it's like, huh, all right, I, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I uh, jump off the bed, <laughs> makes a really loud bang, the whole room <laughs> shakes. <laughs> which I dive roll out of the way. <laughs> and then I uh, <clears throat> start my process of rolling Thad. Because I insist on sleeping on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you know it's a bad idea. <laughs> it's just that much more comfortable for you. And then, uh, yeah, maybe maybe my my thump of me just yeeting myself off the top bunk, maybe that wakes up uh, Dixon. No. <laughs> I'm, a, and I'm awake, but I'm pretending I'm sleeping. Milo, go wake Dixon up, please. No, I tried. He won't wake up. Well, jump on top of him in bed if you have to. Mm-mm. Bounce the bed. Nope. Milo, this isn't the time to fuck around. I don't want to be late. I tried to get him up. I got you guys up. Sing him the wake up song. It's his favorite. What's, what's the What's the wake up song? You never the heard. The sun will come up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Just whisper that in my ear. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna take my trunk. I'm gonna shove it up to your ear and make the loudest elephant noise I can. Cue your elephant sounds because I can't do them in real life. And I can. Yeah, you can. I've heard you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you're the right person here? Hundred percent sure. Yeah, you heard you make the noise with your trunk. Oh, come, you're on. Right. come on, we're waiting. <laughs> I don't have an elephant noise. Just do your like loud trumpet kind of sound thing that sounds like an elephant. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's not like a squeal or anything. Fine. An elephant so, twoot? I twoot in his ear. Wait, they yeah, actually say But much louder and get a little bit more into it. Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so less manly. Never mind. <laughs> in my head, I will now toot for you. <laughs> In my in my mind, you made that sound so much cooler. Um, <laughs> anyways, I think we're all awake, right? Did that wake you? That's getting better. Keep working. Oh, <laughs> my head hurts. I say, just wait until we see that vein bulge out of your forehead. <laughs> I can't wait till you're at home taking a shower and you just start doing that in the shower <laughs> to practice. <laughs> Is that going to be called upon more? <laughs> oh, you're going to be my go-to trumpet, trumpeting sound. I'm going to hear a brief. What the fuck are you doing? I'm tooting in the bathroom. Jeez. I'm tooting myself. Relax. <laughs> you got to It's for the podcast. <laughs> Bri, I'm going to go practice my tooting. I'll be back. <laughs> what does the process look like to tune yourself? To toot? Well, first of all, you... Do you gotta give it a tug and a couple twists just to tune it right? I don't know. You might have to. I mean, it's really my. You gotta use the muscles back here, <laughs> and then right here, just. <gasps> All right. So I do that in your ear. <laughs> I'm already erect. But do you wake up? No. Damn. I'm a blood hunter. <laughs> All right. I guess we just roll him up in his no, blankets yeah. and carry I, him. I actually grab the entire, the entire bunk with the. Uh, maybe Thad, you can give me a hand with this. Let's just dump the bed. <laughs> just hoist him. Dude, I'm lightheaded as dick. <laughs> we're just gonna take the bed and we're just gonna topple it over. Oh, I thought you were just gonna like swaddle him and we'll carry him downstairs. No, I'm pushing the bed over first. I love being swaddled. I I push the bed over. I assist. <laughs>
And Dixon comes tumbling out of bed. And you hear the sound of a hand axe being tripped <laughs> at the ceiling. Good morning, Starshine. The sun says hello. hello. Or is it the earth says hello? I think it's the earth. The earth. The earth says hello. Wakey, wakey. Eggs and bakey. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your souls die. <laughs> Why did you do this to me? Well, now, Mr. Grumpy Guest. This is why I didn't want to wake him up. Yeah, but we're going to be late, as the girl said. Oh, we're late. Do you seem we have to, to go. really care about our academic achievement yeah, for some I reason? Mean, wouldn't she want our group to fail so hers does better? She's a little bit too invested in us. Maybe, maybe she's into one of us. Or Aww. she's just into the thing where one of us goes insane and kills everyone else. She needs to focus a little bit more on school then, and herself. All right, uh, let's go. And we go uh, work our way towards the uh, dean, who is going to give us the day's assignment. Perfect. So you guys leave the dormitory area. You join with a couple of the other people that are still leaving their rooms, and you make your way down into the classrooms, where uh, your group of seniors is gathered around... Dean Doval. And she says, all right, all right. Is everybody here? Is everybody here? Excellent. I am going to be handing out your class assignments for today, and you will be beginning to take some of the classes that will aid you as you do your preparations for the final exam. It won't be like previous years where you have a strict academic schedule. It's more of just, here are some classes that we recommend. And then you will have to make sure that you are taking everything that you can in order to be prepared for each of the exams as they come up. You won't have any sort of curriculum that you are supposed to follow precisely. You just have to be prepared when those exams come. Does everybody understand? Uh, <clears throat> you see Manny raise his hand. His trunk. Yeah, I just stick my trunk straight up into the air. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Dean Do Doval. Um, is there a limit to the number of courses that we can take, or are we allowed to take them all? If you seem to find time to take all of the courses that are available to you, then you go ahead and do that. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. <clears throat> I smack you with my trunk. <laughs> but for you, Manfred, and for all of the other artificers, there is one artificer per group. You will all be attending this morning's lecture on surge preparation and evolution because it is going to be very important that you are prepared for your team in order to make sure that you can cast the magic necessary to make it through this year. So, Manfred, you and your fellow artificers can proceed down to Classroom 2. I guess I stand up, gather my my things, or, or grab my, my uh, hammer swoosh backpack... And I head on down to room two. Excellent. So now that uh, some of the group has left, the next group that I will need to have sent out is anybody that is part of or will be trying out for the Pyrocross team. Tryouts are this morning. So if you are part <laughs> of that team, you have about an hour um, to kill did before. I, did I happen? Was I out of the room when that was said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you missed the tryouts, bud. <laughs> Send me off to room two to go for the surge prep and evolution class, and then as soon as I leave the room, they say, hey, Pyrocross tryouts are in an hour. 
So go kill some time if you're going to be <laughs> trying out for the team. Edward would like to raise his hand and be like, uh, uh, ma'am, uh, how long is that artificer class supposed to last? It will last about 55 minutes. 55 minutes, then there's plenty of time. Yes, uh, I understand that you and your group mate, Manfred, are both on the team currently? Yes, ma'am. I better go let him know. I think that would be a wonderful idea. And I'm gonna run after Manfred, and as soon as I catch up to him, I'm gonna be like, as soon as you're done with your nerd shit, you gotta get to the field. I mean, technically, you don't have to try out if you're already on the team, right? Yeah, but you gotta be a, you gotta be at tryouts, though. Oh, you guys are the varsity team, huh? Yeah. Oh. We're like, we're, we're, we're two uh, pretty, pretty good star Pyrocross players. Creme but... de la creme. Um, thanks. Thanks uh, for, for, for letting me know, Thad. I'll, I'll be there. You're welcome, teamy. Wait, you said I gotta be to the field? How, uh, like, straight to the field? Exactly five minutes after your class ends. Five minutes to get all the way, all <laughs> the way to the field on the other side of... The campus of the Arkshine State University. Yes, yes, sir. You better, better hustle. Do you realize I'm an elephant? Ah, better okay. haul some ass. All right. Thank you. Thanks for letting me know. I hope you know the dash spell. <laughs> Bad. Since you have an hour to kill, would you just hang out with Manny? Make sure. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go to class with you because I got time to kill. <laughs> Okay. The hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, then Dean Doval says, "Now everybody else, I think those are the major groups taken care of. Everybody else, here are your assignments." And she starts reading off names, and then you hear her say, uh, "Dixon, uh, Mr. Cider, Dixon." Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Here is your list. Uh, Lee Leong, and. Uh, the guy that you had been talking to in the auditorium yesterday, he comes up and grabs his list. Milo? Milo? I can never see you, Milo. Where are you? I'll just have my familiar pop up right next to him to grab it. With with a flash of fire? <laughs> the papers just burn. <laughs> no, he doesn't have to do Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want him to pop up far enough away that nobody around him has to take a DC saving throw. And then he'll just prance over. Or you just see him, like, scurry through the crowd and he comes up to the stage and doesn't just appear. Perfect. Uh, Dean Doval says, I can always spot you, Toby, and hands over the list. He looks like a cat now, by the way. And then he'll teleport back to me. <laughs> and then Dean Doval says, Again, welcome to your final year at the Arkshine and best of luck. Hurry off to your classes. And she goes off on her way. Uh, everybody starts looking at their class assignments and seeing what they have kind of listed out as recommendations and things that they might enjoy. Milo, you're standing there, not right next to, but near Dixon, and uh, you notice that both of you have a class called Adventuring Economics as your first lecture. Excellent. We just got to go to our classes together. I'm, I'm just going to try to find the classroom. He's in my line of sight. I know he's moving with the crowd as he's scribbling in his notebook, but I don't want to talk to him. Okay. Dungeon Master Paul here with news for episode two. 
Just wanted to quickly remind our listeners that if you're enjoying your time at the Arkshine, we'd love to hear your review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. Seeing your words is a huge boost to our souls and our egos, <laughs> but it also helps spread the word about our show and encourages others to listen. And then if you want to go a step further and can support our show financially, we have a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, you can start accessing bloopers, extra episodes, and other exclusive content like our new campaign crafting series, where I share some advice on how to create your own role-playing campaign. Heck, if you wind up becoming a patron, you can even get access to each episode a week in advance. How cool is that? But my personal favorite is the $25 tier. Those that support us for three months at the $25 tier get awesome physical rewards. Uh, we're talking shot glasses, we're talking t-shirts, dice trays, and so much more. And there's still time to become eligible. The next reward period doesn't close until April 30th, 2023. So if you join before then and support us three months, you'll be eligible for the next set of awesome physical rewards. Again, if you're interested in more Death Saving Bros, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. Now, before getting you back to the episode, I always like to recognize those that support us and have made this show possible. Those who pledge at the $5 tier get a shout-out at the end of the show, but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout-out right now. Gavin Knox, Ryan Cushman, and Gene L. Jackson. Thank you for your support. Maybe one of these future episodes will include an ad read. That's when we'll know that we've made it big. But for now, without further ado, we return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Uh, you make your way to one of the laboratory classrooms, and you walk in and you sit down at one of the tabletops, and in walks a gnome teacher who hops up on a stool at the front of the classroom and says in a relatively deep voice, All right, everyone. So, you are here for adventuring economics. Now, yes. let me tell you, there are many, many things that you will come across when you're adventuring. You will find treasure. You will find loot. You will find magic items. And all of that is grand and dandy. But you must know what they are worth, and you must know how to survive. Because, yes, you find something at the end of a dungeon, but what do you do about food? How do you deal with the money? And that is why this is Adventuring Eck. So the first thing that we are going to do is we are going to learn how to cook on a bonfire. And he snaps his fingers and casts the spell bonfire in front of your groups. And Milo and Dixon, you happen to have a bonfire together. Oh, no. Hey, Dixon. And I would just like to remind B-Rich, this was one of the classes that he suggested Dixon would actually enjoy. Uh-huh. I don't remember my guy's fucking name, but that's the thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah. This is essentially home ec. Oh. 
I did say that. But there was supposed to be a secret! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were taking this class, Dixon. And look at us, we're partners now. It was, yeah, it was the only class that fit in this schedule for extracurriculars. That makes Shut sense. Up. I'm just here because Toby likes fire. He likes to play in the bonfire. And you just see him like scurrying around, like making it hotter and whatnot. Having the time of his life. Uh, the other the other two that are seated at the table with you are shielding their eyes. I'm like, God damn it, stop it. <laughs> stop what? It's so hot. Oh. Well, back up a little. Toby doesn't hurt anybody. You see him come over and just like I give him a hug. The gnome professor starts coming down the aisles and is handing out baskets of items. And he stops at your table and hands you a basket and says, All right, so what you're going to cook is some frankfurters. You're going to cook some beans. And you are also going to uh, sizzle up some venison steaks. Think you can handle that? Oh, yeah, those are some of me and Toby's favorites. No. Well, then perhaps you should pay attention to Milo here. As long as he doesn't steal the frying pan and put it away in his magical pockets, then I'm sure you'll be able to manage just fine. And he goes off. Who told you about that? (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. You're going to give away my secret. Wow. I have not never stealing anything. Why would you say that? I have not never stealing anything. Yeah, not never stealing. That better be a band name. (laughs) Not never stealing. So, yeah, you look in the basket, and in the basket are essentially hot dogs, but they're rolled sausages. You find a bag of beans. You find a frying pan. You find a metal grill. And you find various utensils to cook with. And then there's a box of spices and a gallon of water. And I will need you guys to make a survival check to see how well you managed to cook up this food. I was really just going to picture that my flame familiar would just like pick it up and carry to me and set it down. It would just be like perfectly cooked at that point because he is made of fire or nice little ratatouille scenario where he's just up cooking (laughs) on my head with me and moving my hands. Little chef. (laughs) (laughs) Remy, the little shift. I call him my little shift. All right, survival check, we said? Yes. Yes. I rolled a 10. 11. All right. So the two of you managed to cook a passable meal. It is cooked, not particularly well. It is seasoned, not particularly well, but it is all edible. And so um, as the class goes on, the professor is walking up and down the aisles and says... All right, all right, that is a passable meal. You may want to keep coming back to try some more, but I think you would be able to survive out in the wilderness. Yeah, sorry, Toby's not used to cooking with uh, another fire around. Is Toby just there, like, hissing at the fire now? No, he's just taking a little catnap in the middle of it. (laughs) But, I mean, the fire is noticeably, as you said, warmer around there, so cooking with it, you know, (laughs) it's a little bit hotter. Things got a little done, done a little weird. All right, all right. Nice. And like, Dixon doesn't say anything, but you can see the slightest look of enjoyment on his face. If you pay attention. Like he's actually a human being. Well, he's not. He's a dragonborn. He savors the flavor with every bite. And that's the only emotion you see from him is while he's taking that bite of food. He's like... Yeah, just slightly, slightly enjoying himself. Not a lot, though. 
This makes me feel less, happy. Less hungry. I'm less angry. The professor looks at Dixon and says, Yes, I think I think if you come back again, uh, we will continue to learn many things about how to survive out in the wilderness. And he goes up to the front of the class and says, Now, as all of you were most likely told by Dean Doval, there is no set curriculum, so it is possible that I may not see any of you again. However, for those of you who do come back, I highly recommend that you read up on Herbs and Hors d'oeuvres, a delicacy of the wilderness by uh, the druid Bivrin Storm. Is that a bad name for you? <laughs> how are you going to spell her? Do you know how to spell herbs and hors d'oeuvres? Hors d'oeuvres? I, I, I can't even say I've looked at the word hors d'oeuvres for two fucking hours today. <laughs> Wait, why? Because of the fucking wedding shit. But no, it is not a fucking band name, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just saying you heard it, and I just saw you scribbling down on your band well, name. Well, it's because I, I forgot. <laughs> the, he brought me up when I was trying to write one down, <laughs> and then I was like, fuck, I should pay attention, and then I just clicked Timing is good. That I had to write Timing is half of what comedy is about. Wait, so these classes that we have to take are just one-day classes? No, no, no. These are not one-day classes. These lectures will continue throughout the semester. However, you have been left to your own devices. You can flit in between lectures as you see fit. Some of you may decide that uh, you will not be going out into the wild to do adventuring. Some of you may decide that you want to stay in academia or you will li live a strictly urban lifestyle. Therefore, you can go to a different lecture. But don't forget that there will be exams uh, at the end of each quarter. So you will be tested on various knowledge and you won't necessarily know what the subject matter will be. So you will just need to be prepared. Gotcha. I certainly hope to see you all back because I love to adventure. I spent many, many days out in the wild, many, many days traipsing through dungeons, and I can tell you there was nothing finer than getting to the end of a corridor, dodging all sorts of traps, and then figuring out that the chest you were going for was just a mimic. Ha 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 ha! It was so grand. Just jerking it all out. So, yes, if you enjoyed this lecture, uh, make sure to tell your fellow classmates about it, or my name isn't Yanim Horsetis. Well, that wasn't so bad, Dixon. You think we should come back, try to cook our meal a little bit better next time? Don't ever tell anyone I'm here, ever. But are you coming back? No. Oh. Well, I had a lot of fun. I think I'll be back. I think we can get this just right. I said no, but Milo can visibly tell that I'm lying. Ah, I gotcha, and I just wink. I just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be friends now. Isn't that right, Toby? I know something you don't know. Do da, do da. All right, let's go ahead and jump over to uh, the other lecture that's going on with Manfred. Manfred, after being told by Thad that you needed to be at the fields right after your lecture, are you worried or frantic or at all no not not really but what, what i'm gonna do is right when i walk in i'm gonna go up to whoever the professor is and let them know that i gotta leave a few minutes early because i need to make it to tryouts 
Okay, the professor is currently writing on uh, the blackboard, and you see that it is a male human, and you recognize this professor from some of your other artificer classes in the past years, and you recognize that it is Professor Fackham Kane. That's bad. You guys are going to give me such shit for that. (laughs) Fackham Kane? The Fapping King? What? No, no, no. Um, Back, it is Professor Grantier Daldisti. <laughs> no, we gotta go back with the other that. one because I don't. I'm tr- Paul. I'm actually trying to be a good like, not only student in this class but also like D and D player and take notes. And I can't spell that second one that you did. But <laughs> Fackham came. <laughs> I can definitely spell that. Fackham, my dear. <laughs> Fackham Kane. Oh gosh, yes. Fackham. Was it Kane, like C-A-N-E? Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. <laughs> okay. So I run down, this here's my Fackham Kane. <laughs> right. Instead of saying someone got beaten by the ugly stick, they got beaten by the Fackham Kane. They got Fackham Kane. <laughs> okay. Uh, you see that it is Fa- uh, Professor Fackham Kane. This is a professor that wears kind of steampunky clothing, He's widely considered, like, the cool professor, and he has a monocle that is on, like, a, um, sort of like our retractable microphone arms. It, it just has, like, a telescoping arm that is attached to a band around his head, and he likes to pull that in and out. So it falls off his head all the time, is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, unlike our microphones, his monocle actually works. <laughs> but... He pulls the monocle back and says, Ah, yes, of, of course, uh, Man- Manfred. If you need to leave early, then you may do so. There are no restrictions on lectures this year. However, you must remember that this is going to impact your group very, very heavily, so I would recommend you stay for the entire lecture. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to stay, stay as long as I, as long as I can. But I, but I do gotta make it over to the tryouts afterwards. But uh, I, I appreciate it. Worry not, worry not. If you really need it, then I can cast a dimension door and send you straight to the fields. How is that? Oh God, magic is a well, thing. Well, one, that'd be really freaking cool. I would trust that for sure. Two, <laughs> um. Yeah, no, that that's it's really freaking cool if you could do that, and that's not like an issue at all. And you can use use your your magic that way. Then then of course I'll I'll take a ride there. Of course, of course. Now go have a seat. We we're about to start the lecture. And uh, I'd like to turn around. And is it like a? Turn is it like? Around. I literally just I literally just edited that episode. I listened to that way too many times. <laughs> it was, we did that. Oh yeah. That yeah, was, it was like, while you're on the back of Taylor and me and me and Figus were in there doing covert operations and we're just like, okay, hey, we're gonna wait for this uh telepathic tele game of telephone so that we all can check in on each other. Because everybody only had a range of like 30 to 60 feet for everything. So we had a nice line. And you guys are just like, let's roll to see if I remember to send message. Nope. I guess we're just up here spinning around in circles <laughs> on the dragon's back, singing turn around like a boy band. It was, it was good. Um, 
There is actually a video clip of everybody harmonizing, singing that song. That's even worse. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> but so, anyways, um, is it is the is the room set up like uh, I guess like a college like auditorium kind of like? So so essentially, I just want to what I want to do is I want to turn around and I want to like look and scan for open seats and uh, go take a take a seat next to somebody. Okay. Yeah, so it is set up like a college auditorium with sloping seating with the blackboard down at the front of the room. And uh, you grab a seat, and there's nobody sitting around you, but as you're unpacking your bag and getting ready for the lecture, a blonde elven male sits down next to you and uh, sticks out his hand and says, My name's Titus. Tight. <laughs> hey, Titus. <laughs> I was gonna say, Titus, what's your last name? Anus you've ever seen? I, uh... Man, we are killing it with I, names I'd like this to, season. I'd like to stand up and, uh, sh- shake his hand and go, My my, my name's Manfred. Uh, my, my people call me Manny. My people call me Titus, so it's, it's uh, nice to meet you, though, Manny. I saw that you and your group managed to get one of those Wormling scales yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was actually really, really easy. You see, we uh, we just asked the wormling for a scale, and it gave it to us. Um, you know, work smarter, not harder, right? Ah, but see, you may have gotten the wormling scale, but my group, my group worked tooth and nail to get a cockatrice feather, and we succeeded. We didn't have to resort to any trickery. We got it through strength and skill. Yeah. But the difference is, you said you guys had to work hard. We didn't. So, if you excuse me, and I stand up and I walk over to another seat. Titus follows you. And Titus sits down next to you and says, No, 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 Manny. I'm not saying that you weren't successful. Of course not. Quite the contrary. I wanted to reach out and propose an alliance between our two teams. I already want to kill this man. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Excellent character design. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> An alliance, is that is that allowed? Why not? All we need to do is get through the final exam. And what better way than to share resources and to share knowledge? I've heard that you are quite the artificer. I like to think that I am quite one myself, but I don't have... A nickname like the Ivory Alchemist. Uh, so I was really pulling on the strings here. So you've heard <laughs> of my reputation, huh? Um, it's no. all it takes. <laughs> really stroke in the trunk there. Top marks, top marks in each of the previous years. Second only to me, of course. Oh, you told me. Yeah, this, this is your rival. This dude is the uh, valedictorian of the class right now, and I'm I'm second to this this guy, Paul. Weren't you like second in your class at one point in your life, like high school, maybe? They didn't do valedictorian. They did top ten, and I was thirteenth. Oh, so just missing the mark. Sorry to hear it for you. Yeah, but at least I wasn't uh, number eleven who walked up on stage thinking that he had actually gotten in the top ten, and he had not. Brad, <laughs> you poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for you, Brad. That's embarrassing. It's all right. It made my it made the best quote ever. I'm still smarter than Paul Camper. 
Anyway, so, right, wait, are you trying to tell me that this dude is, like, the rival alchemist in the school? Like, he's number one and I'm number two you as far as, like... PTSD, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> it balls over here, like, <laughs> weeping in his closet right now. <laughs> I can hear Mr. Carper's footsteps. <laughs> Paul, you're looking awfully sweaty there. <laughs> Just the sound of the belt. <laughs> Turn around, what the fuck? I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it is hot in the, in the closet. <laughs> um... You actually know that he was not always number one. He has beaten you a few times, but um, not consistently. So it's a tighter rivalry than you thought. Tight rivalries and tight S's. (laughs) And tight S's. (laughs) I just like, listen, no. Um, No? No, because although, although there's some merit to your thoughts on pulling together some resources and everything too. I know that you're just trying to piggyback off of my accomplishments to make yourself look better. And I know that you need me more than I need you. So again, I would just like to kind of like stand up and turn and like I picture like either my tusk or my trunk or something kind of like kind of hits him a little bit as I'm turning and I'm walking away again to go find another seat. And this time, although it pains me as a character... I see a seat out there with uh, kind of two female characters kind of with one seat open in the middle. And as much as hard as it is for me to actually like work up the nerve to go sit in between two females over there because of my social awkwardness, I would like to, you know, go and walk over there so that he doesn't have like a seat to follow me over to. Okay. Yeah, you see a seat between uh, two of your classmates. You sit down, you pull out your books again, and you take a look over at Titus, who is just staring directly at you, and his face has gotten super dark. The tips of his elven ears are quivering. And then at the front of the auditorium, you hear Professor Kane speak up and say, All right, all right, class. Everybody face front. This is going to be very important. As was reminded to you, a surge is sort of like a repository of magical energy. In order to make a surge, you need to have an element of a magical being. That is why yesterday you went after the scales of a wormling and the feathers of a cockatrice. Now, I will mention that the stronger the magical creature, the stronger, in theory, the surge will be. Surges are most important because this year you will not be given surges from the school except when you are in the classroom. If you need to do any preparation outside of the classroom, say in the library or out in the field, you will need to make and provide your own surges. That is why each group has been paired with one artificer. So pay very close attention. This is the only class that is required for all artificers this year. Now, the first thing that we are going to need to do is we are going to need to take the elements that you took from the magical creatures yesterday, and we are going to need to perform a series of alchemical processes in order to make it ready to accept magical energy. Now, repeat after me. And he starts listing off a bunch of uh, magical incantations and various uh, concoctions that you will have to make with your alchemical kits. So... Manfred, why don't you go ahead and roll an Arcana check for me to see how well you follow the instructions. 18. Oh, wonderful. 
Okay, so you are just scribbling down notes as uh, Professor Kane is rattling things off. You're following his instructions to, to the T. And at the end of the class, you have a crude, but supposedly functional surge. I would like to also think, I know you said like we were like frantically taking notes and doing a good job at that and everything. I would like to think that my character is uh, not only ambidextrous, but also can use my trunk as well to have Ooh. three different ways of, you know, scribbling notes sure, and doing things all at once. Um, yeah, you've got your both hands going, you've got your trunk going uh, and taking notes and doing things all together. And uh, Professor Kane says, all right, now all of you, we have gone ahead and charged up each of the surges, theoretically, and it will automatically recharge each day. You're going to come down to the front and um, the professor pulls out this weird contraption. The contraption has like bulbs with that are that look like they're upside down, filled with water and they're bubbling things and there are lights going off around it. And then in the middle, there's this uh, metal plate on a spring. Uh, Professor Kane says, you're going to bring your surge down. You will weigh it upon the contraption. And then if all of these lights and such go out, then you have made a successful surge. And I will also be able to tell you exactly how many spell slots fit within your surge. So let's go ahead and uh, first up, let me call down... Uh, Winona, Winona, you are first. So Winona uh, picks up her surge. Uh, all of the surges look a little bit different. Hers is wrapped in bark, and it's got uh, a wire connecting both ends. And she goes down to the front and puts it on the scale. All of the lights go out. The bubbles stop frothing. And Professor Kane says, Ah, wonderful. Our first success. Winona, you have successfully made a surge that has one spell slot and may I ask which of the creatures from yesterday did you manage to get a sample from and Winona says uh, I got it from one of the wormlings they had dropped a couple scales in the houses they were held in ah excellent excellent it would have been better if you had actually done the work to secure it yourself, but ingenuity, I respect it. <laughs> and so he calls a couple other names and he says, how about Titus? Titus Berenger, come on down. Titus walks down and he's got his shoulders back and his chest puffed out and his surge has definitely looks the neatest out of anybody that has come down so far. It's a sleek cylinder that looks like it's made out of bone. It seems almost polished and nice and contained. He puts it on the scale, and he's got a smug little grin on his face, and the lights don't go out. Ha! You just see, uh, you see Manny give, like, just this, uh, like, grim little smile as he, uh, just sits there. And Professor Kane says, Ah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Titus, but what sample did you get? Titus says, I got it from the cockatrice. Ah, uh, well, we are aware that cockatrice feathers are not always 100% effective, so I'm sorry to say that it appears either your sample or your administrations were not good enough. Better luck next time. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> man. And last but not least, uh, Manfred, come on down. 
Professor Fackham is a... <laughs> he, he's ruthless. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna come down. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there really wasn't. What does your surge look like? What does it look like? What is it supposed to look like? <laughs> um, What's the girth? It's girthy. It looks like Titus, but with a knife through his head. Um... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Looks like a voodoo doll, Titus. No, I'm, I made it. I made it to be in the shape, uh, or or the design, or the look of a of a Pyrax ball, actually. So it's just like a little spherical ball. Perfect. So you place your uh, Pyrax ball shaped surge on the scale, and uh, all of the lights and bubbles immediately stop. And Professor Kane says, "Oh, wonderful." Wonderful. This is the first surge that we have made in this class that has two spell slots in it. I, I, uh, <laughs> again, another look of victory on my face, and I kind of just, like, slowly turn my head just a little bit so that the corner of my eye can see Titus weeping in the corner. <laughs> and then I look back over my other shoulder, and I see the, uh, the ladies that I was sitting next to, and, uh, then I start getting a really weird, shy, blush smile. On my face, and then I get like super, super uh, embarrassed, and yeah. So I'm assuming then you just grab your surge and go back to your seat and sit down. I'm actually going to like on my way back to my seat. I'm gonna like grab my stuff and I'm going to look at one of the girls I was sitting next to, and I'm going to tell them in a very awkward way um, that I have to go. Because I have to get to the tryouts. If there's any notes I miss in the back half of class, could I maybe get them from you later? Question mark. Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Uh, what what room are you staying in? What what's your room? Double D. I mean six D. Um, six, room room six D. That was B. B D six D B D. Oh shit. Um, six <laughs> D. Oh, I hope I tell her the right room. <laughs> it's 6B. B or D? You're saying B. the same thing. B? As in boy. B, you big dumb <laughs> bitch. I tell her the wrong room? That's awkward, and I'm going to light her ass up in class when she... <laughs> the next class when I find out she never brought me the notes. No. Um... <laughs> I'm going to get the wall to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's uh, six B, as in <laughs> bananas. Um, B as in boy. I'm glad I'm not Titus. <laughs> B as in <laughs> yeah. Um, six B, and I just like I grab my stuff and I quickly leave leave class. But not before the wall can smash through the wall because you said his name. <laughs> Is it like a summoning? Like every time you just I- hear fucking thunderous footsteps and <laughs> wall. I got this good friend. I look around all quiet. The wall. Wall. <laughs> Try to whisper, it and he still shows up. <laughs> all right, so you boogie on out of class. And- B is in boogie. Yes, and uh, make your way down to the fields where, w- down to the field where Thad has assumedly been hanging out this entire time yes sir assumedly is that a word doing uh (laughs) push-ups i wish on my way out i would have uh used my trunk to flip off titus oh well there's time sorry wait would uh 
so since we we've all been going to the school for a while, would would Thad be familiar with Titus and his supposed rivalry with uh, the Ivory Alchemist? <laughs> no, not necessarily. So, like, would I've ever met Titus? I'm sure you guys have come across have crossed each other's paths, but he introduced himself to Manny because they've never walked in the same circles before. Oh, I was just wondering if I've if I ever would have seen him act the way that he is. Uh yes, you have heard of Titus before. Okay, that I've definitely said within earshot of him, this guy's a cack. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I just want to establish that. And although we're not like close friends because like you know, we're really just friends because I'm on the team. <laughs> when I when I heard you say that the one time, it, it made me feel like you actually, like, care. <laughs> <laughs> and might be might be friends with me in some way. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I called him a cack. Wonderful. So when you get down to the field, uh, Thad is doing push-ups. And what number are you on when Manny comes up to you? All of them. Four, but he calls out 98. <laughs> He's on his fourth. 10,042. <laughs> uh, I guess I do also weigh like like 500 something pounds. So let's say I'm on push up number. Oh, he did one and pushed the earth out of orbit. 69, 420. He gets up, high fives you guys. That's your conversation. 69, hot. <laughs> Sports. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to continue until I get to 69. <laughs> Spring up and be like, bruh, you ready, bruh? And I think that is where we're going to end our episode for today. I hope our listeners enjoyed seeing a little bit more of the Arc Shine and some of the classes that this group is going to get into. I'm sure we will get in more into Pyrocross in the future. Sorry, Matt, that you were waiting patiently for as long as you did. I was too busy getting swole. <laughs> but, uh,. We will have even more to discuss next time. But if you listeners can't wait that long, feel free to head over to patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, where you can find extra episodes, recaps, and bloopers. Uh, you can hit us up on social media at deathsavingbros on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit. I am available at hpcamper on Twitter and at hpcamper.14 on Instagram. You can find me at Benfro15. I'm at Ima underscore B underscore Rad. You could find the Reddit. And you can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T dash Smith. And to all those of you who are listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. This episode was made possible by our patrons. The following individuals have pledged at the $5 tier. Tad Corsi. Thank you for your support. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material.
The Songs, Magic Escape Room, Sancho Panza Gets a Latte, Sneaky Adventure, and Thinking Music are by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0 and sourced from filmmusic.io. The track Midnight Magic is music by Orchestralis.